Welcome to Prairie Craft Almanac, a podcast exploring craft, nature, and simple living. From discussions on sewing and knitting to sharing valuable resources to just chatting about what's going on in the studio or garden, this is where I like to talk about all things creative. I'm your host, Leanne, and I'm also the maker behind Moth and Rust DIY, a blog where I share free knitting patterns, sewing tutorials, artist interviews, and more. I'm all about living your best creative life, and it is always my goal to inspire, encourage, and lift up others in their own creative journeys. Today, we're garden planning, seed dreaming, punch needling, and reading about good habits, so stay tuned. This is the time of year when I feel like I can really and truly feel spring coming on. Yeah, there's probably lots of brutal winter weather to come, but there's just something about the quality of the air and the light this time of year that reassures me that spring will be on its way soon. For the first time ever, I did a real proper seed audit. I have a lot of vegetable and herb seeds and some flower seeds that have just been accumulating over the years. Um, I was kind of shocked to see how many packets hadn't even been opened and I realized I probably forgot I had some and then bought more and then sometimes even bought more after that. Or I just didn't use all the seeds. Um, But anyway, it was more than a little eye-opening and honestly kind of embarrassing. But now that I have taken an inventory, I know what I need to buy and what I don't need to buy. Um, And if you're wondering, what I don't need to buy is more snow peas. Those were the number one thing I had multiple numerous packets of, uh, many of them unopened and most of them pretty recent. So I think they should be viable. So as much as I love them, I really don't need any more. Anyway, some of the seeds are pretty old though, and I don't know if they will germinate. Um, I'm not going to throw them out. I'll probably try to sprout them before I plant or reserve for planting them in my more experimental part of the garden just to see if they come up. But even after doing my seed audit and finding out what I don't need, I did some browsing for seeds uh, the other night and realized there's still a ton of things I want to buy. Specifically, I was looking at the Johnny's Selected Seeds website um, and adding a lot of things to my wish list. I've never actually purchased anything from them, but I've heard they're a pretty good source, especially if you want more reliable germination. I believe uh, market gardeners use them a lot, and though I don't know for sure what will actually end up happening, I would ideally like to have a large enough harvest to either give away or sell, but we shall see. I'm also planning on buying more from Southern Exposure Seed Exchange this year. Um, I like the seeds I bought last year from them. And I was really excited to learn that one of my favorite local shops, Hillside Feed and Seed, who I've talked about before, has started carrying their seeds this year. So hopefully I can go shopping for those soon. So I mentioned in the episode before last that I was planning on updating my look a little bit, my logo for Moth and Rust DIY. Um, and handmade, of course, but I wanted to have a little giveaway to celebrate because I have finally done that. As of today, February 1st, I have officially unveiled my new logo and have begun the giveaway. I'm very excited to do a giveaway um, after not having done one for so long, 
and I hope you'll check it out because there's a good chance you might win. I'm actually having one grand prize pack and then two runners up will receive a small little prize as well. Um, and because I'm actually recording this before February 1st, I can't say for sure, but I think it's going to be a $10 gift certificate to my Etsy shop. But whatever it is, you can go to the link that I post in the show notes and find out exactly what the giveaway will entail. Um, so again, go to the show notes and you'll find the link where you can enter and read the rules. And you can also go to my Facebook or Instagram and you'll be able to find the details there as well. The giveaway will run from February 1st, 2022 through Saturday, February 12th, 2022. And on that day, I will randomly draw three winners. So if you're listening to this in real time, uh, be sure to check that out and enter. The other day, I received a very exciting package in the mail. It was a belated birthday gift. The humble wooden handle holding a pointed metal shank might not look like much, but I am over the moon with my new punch needle. I had first noticed rug hooking, which is very similar to punch needling, a few years ago. I think the only real difference is that you use a different tool. Rug hooking uses a hook, and as you might have guessed, punch needling or punch needle art employs the use of a punch needle. Anyway, I thought it looked so cool. I started dabbling in rug hooking, but I gave it up before I really got started. Um, I think mostly because I was probably doing other things, and it seemed to take a long time to actually make a lot of progress. And it's not that I have to be in a big hurry or anything, but at the time, other things took precedence, you know? But not long ago, I realized that the same basic effect could be achieved with a punch needle. And it also looked like this tool would get the job done a little more quickly, too. Not that that's that important. But anyway, I bought myself a very cheap punch needle. Now, most of the time, I can get along using cheaper tools. I have a lot of cheap tools. In a lot of instances, I don't think you have to have the top of the line to get the job done. However, I do think it's important that your tools do work well and work properly or else the experience of creating with them is going to be kind of frustrating and difficult and just unpleasant. That was the case with the super cheap punch needle I bought myself. It worked some of the time, but not all the time. Um, and it just, it wasn't great. I thought there could be some operator error and I do definitely need practice, but I could also tell it just wasn't a great tool. And I'm very pleased to discover that was exactly the case. <laughs> It turns out that if you have a quality punch needle, it is so much fun to do. Again, my beautiful new punch needle was gifted, so I didn't have to worry about spending the money on it. But if I had to, I would buy it myself because it is definitely worth it. Um, I would highly recommend the Oxford Punch Needle which I think has become a bit of a classic um, in the punch needle world. And you can find it at amyoxford.com. I absolutely love it and I am very excited about working on lots of projects with it. It also came with a little handbook that is actually quite informative. Um, and the creator of this punch needle, which is by the way, made in the USA and super high quality, um, the creator, Amy Oxford, 
is a punch needle artist herself. And so she understands and has developed this really wonderful tool. There is a surprising number of sizes that you can choose from, but I have the size eight regular, which just creates a half inch loop and is good for using with a thicker worsted yarn or even a chunky yarn. I tried that the other day. And you can also create fabric strips to punch with, which is something I am really excited to get into. Um, <laughs> it's a great way, I think, to use up some fabric that I don't know what else to do with. So I'm gonna give that a try very soon. I would love to know if you have had any experience with punch needling or rug hooking. Um, I think it's a super cool craft. I think it's kind of becoming trendy um, and you know, which is fine either way, but there's definitely a reason it's so appealing and I'd love to know about your experience with it. I have a book recommendation for you today, and that is Atomic Habits by James Clear. This is another sort of self-improvement book, and the title probably gives you a clue. But basically, Clear talks about how and why it's important to develop good habits and also how to discourage bad ones. I checked out my copy through my library's ebook catalog, so you may be able to find it there too. But if you can't and are not yet ready to purchase it, you should definitely check out Clear's website at jamesclear.com because he has a lot of great articles on habits and creativity and motivation and just all sorts of things like that. Reading the book, even as I would occasionally come across something I might have kind of already knew, the author has a way of talking about things that makes them even more clear and understandable and it helped me to look at things from a perspective that actually made me feel like I could take action better. He also explained a lot of things I might not have thought about before. <laughs> I want to read the following excerpt where he talks about the effectiveness of what he calls the two-minute rule. Quote, People often think it's weird to get hyped about reading one page or meditating for one minute or making one sales call. But the point is not to do one thing. The point is to master the habit of showing up. The truth is, a habit must be established before it can be improved. If you can't learn the basic skill of showing up, then you have little hope of mastering the finer details. Instead of trying to engineer a perfect habit from the start, do the easy thing on a more consistent basis. You have to standardize before you can optimize." Unquote. I absolutely love this thought because I know for myself, when I'm trying to start a new habit or improve myself, I often get stuck thinking I have to do it quickly and that I have to do it the best I can from the offset. This two minute concept is really liberating and it makes tons of sense because as he says, you have to standardize before you can optimize. It's just too overwhelming to start from scratch and be the best at something that you're not even used to doing in the first place. So I will include links to those things in the show notes and perhaps throw in a couple links to some of the articles from his blog that I have really enjoyed. Thank you for letting me spend some time with you today. I truly appreciate you more than I can say. If you have questions you'd like me to answer or something you'd like me to talk about on the podcast or just want to share something awesome in your own life, please do not hesitate to get in touch with me. You can reach me through my website, mothandrustdiy.com or through Facebook or Instagram. Just search for Moth and Rust DIY. 
And as always, I'll post links to everything I talk about in the show notes. If you enjoy this show, I hope you'll consider leaving a review. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave your Instagram name so I can check you out and see what you're up to and give you a shout out on the show. If you visit my blog, you will find free tutorials, patterns, and so much more, as well as links to all my social media pages, shops, etc. Thank you again for listening. I hope you are well and please take care.